Welcome back to another episode of the Sauceworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Gold Chain Diva, and I'm here with a special guest, one of my friends who is a real estate agent, and she's going to drop some knowledge on us today. So I'll let her introduce herself. Tell the people who you are. Hello, everyone. I am Imani Campbell. I am born and raised in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I'm a local realtor in the area. Awesome. Awesome. So like I said, this episode is going to be everything you need to know about real estate. It's only right that we talk about buying houses because we've been talking about the state of houses for the past three episodes. Um, So as always... Follow me on social media at comic underscore sauce. I know I normally tell you all to follow me on my Gold Chain Diva page, but as a lot of you all know, I recently just got hacked this past week, so I can no longer get into that account to do anything. So please, if you are still my friend on that platform, please report that page so we can get it taken down as soon as possible. And also follow the Sauceworthy Podcast Discussion Board on Facebook. And Monty, tell the people where they can find you on social media also. You guys can find me at Imani underscore is my realtor on Instagram. You can find me at Imani Campbell on Facebook. And that's I-M-A-N-I. Campbell is C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L like the suit. All right. And I know you have a Facebook like book, like page for your company. So tell them what that is too. Yes. Our Facebook business page is the Campbell Home Group at the Campbell Home Group on Facebook. Definitely check us out on there as well. We're always posting and definitely stay tuned. Awesome. All right. So we're just going to jump straight into it. Um, We got a, you know, I know that a lot of us are at the age now where we're looking to be first time homeowners. Um, And some of us, you know, we have bought a home before, but we might have messed up um, a couple steps along the way. So we're just going to drop some jewels on y'all today and just have a general discussion about things that you should look out for. Um, But first, we're going to start to get to know Moni just a little bit more. Um, So Moni, tell us, how did you get into real estate? So, (laughs) this is a funny story. So, I actually got into real estate because my mom has been in real estate since 2006. So, I kind of grew up around the business. I would see her doing everything. I'd be in the car with her for showings. I pretty much became involved in the business. Um, It was involuntary. I was very rebellious to the idea of being in real estate. And I think more so, um, it was more out of fear. And just like, I I really didn't see a lot of people my age at the time in real estate. So to me, I was very intimidated. And I think I let the fear take over my mind. And you know, and that's kind of why I probably didn't really want to do it. But ultimately, I did go ahead and I took my test. And I wasn't really taking it serious at the time. I just was doing it to make my mom happy. But there came a point in time where I was working at Comcast and I was working at a call center and I was doing really good, but I was stuck to the phone. Like I literally like felt like I was a slave to the job and it no longer uh, was fun for me. And not that a job should always be fun, but it just was draining me. So it got to a point where I was like, you know what, like, what's the worst that could hurt like let me at least try and see what happens with real estate obviously my mom was doing pretty good with it and she was doing well so I was like okay like I'm gonna really you know try to help and take this serious and really start doing real estate so 
I got officially licensed in 2014 and I didn't actually really start um, doing anything till like 2015, 2016 is where I kind of picked up and okay. really got into it. So you've been in the game for about, what, five, six years at this point? Yeah, I've been in the game for a long time. Back when I started, like now I'm so like the amount of people that are getting into real estate and the support and just seeing people that look like you is amazing. Because when I started, literally, it was no one that looked like me mm-hmm. around my age bracket. Like, there was no millennial realtor around right. of color. Yeah. So, so, I know you said, like, you know, you were iffy about, like, you know, because you're younger um, and you don't see a lot of young people in this industry. So, have you found that it's been any challenges because of your age? Or do you think, like, you know, because of the age that you are, it's a little easier? Like, explain that to me a little bit. Yeah, definitely starting out, it was very, very challenging because you would be dealing with agents that were uh, in their 40s, 50s, and they would, you know, consider you like a child. So, it was very, very difficult because they really didn't respect you. Even though you had your license and you, you could do everything that they could do, they just always thought that they were right even if they weren't right if right. that makes sense yeah so definitely now that i've been in the business for as long as i have been i don't care if you're 100 i don't care if you're 80 like i know my stuff right so and now there are a lot of other agents around my age that are starting to get into the business that are starting to be my colleagues so it's making it easier because there's more of us so even if you are not comfortable with it you have no choice but to get comfortable with it right now i feel you on that so you work as a part of a brokerage explain to the people what a brokerage is um and why is it more important to be a part of a brokerage or like how is it easier to be a standalone real estate agent like what type of benefits do you have being a part of a group and and, and who is your group that you work with okay so a brokerage anytime a real estate agent gets their license unless they are taking broker classes and to become a broker you have to hang your license under a brokerage so um the brokerage i'm with is real broker llc and what i like about real estate is yes you are under a brokerage but you are your own boss you are your own person it's really you just hanging it's like an umbrella and you're just under the umbrella um if that makes sense so it's more so just somewhere to hang your license Mm -hmm. but you are your own boss, you are your own person, and it's just a matter of credits. Like if I chose to go out and pursue a broker license and take the curriculum to do that, I could become a broker. Okay. Um, but it's just at this time, do I want to do that? Not at this time. I just don't want that type of responsibility on me. So, um, but those are the differences. Like all agents, if you're not a broker, you do have to hold your license under a brokerage. So you can hold it under uh, Coal Banker, Keller Williams, those are all considered like brokerages that agents can go under. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So I'm going to have you take the listeners on a journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm a first time homeowner. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking about purchasing a home within the next what is this, 2021? Probably mm-hmm. within the next three years. Okay. Um, so what would be my first step if I'm interested in, you know, purchasing a home? Okay. 
So like your first step, if you're really considering being a homeowner, I say the first step is get your finances in order, really sit down and see, you know, how much do you have saved? And if you don't have anything saved, find out, okay, how can I start saving? And how important is saving? Like how much should, because <laughs> I mean, I know we got to have like down payment or do we even have to have a down payment? And if we do, like what is a like, a good savings point that I should be like aspiring to before I even start thinking about getting out there. Okay. So what I would say is what our rule of thumb is a lot of lenders will tell you that try to at least save at least 4% of the ideal purchase price you want to buy. So like what if I should say, if you're looking to spend around 150, take 4% of that and have that in reserve for your down payment and your closing cost fund. Um, things could change. There are like 0% down financing available, but you just have to qualify for it. Like there are certain programs that are out there that, you know, they'll help you with closing cost assistance. Everything is subject to you being qualified for it. Like there's certain requirements whether it be credit score, um, your debt to loan ratio, your income, all those factors come into so, play. So, all right. So a lot of us are in the, in our 20, our last years of our 20s. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of us have probably made the bad decisions like myself in the eight, when I was 18, got yeah. caught up with some credit cards and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So I'm working on repairing my credit, mm -hmm. um, inching my way to good credit at this point. So what's a good, like, does your credit score have to be a certain thing for you to like increase your chances of getting approved or like if you got a, like a, a bad credit score do you just got to put more down like explain that because i mean like it's different when you're buying a car so like right. is it the same rules or what so the best way to put it is everybody's situation is going to be different what the lender does is the lender takes your specific financial situation and they run it through their system to try to get you an approval. They take into consideration your credit score. Credit score isn't everything. Currently, right now, if you at least have a 580, you can get qualified. Oh, to buy what? A home. I could buy yeah. a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, have a, if you have at least a 580, you technically can get an approval, but keep in mind, the lender also factors your debt to loan ratio. So explain what that is. <laughs> your, your debt to loan ratio. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation because this process can definitely be um, challenging. And there's a lot of parts that come into play. So I feel like having these conversations up front with a realtor or a lender, they are very, very helpful because they help you avoid issues. Um, during the process that you can kind of take care of before right. you actually and that, start. Right, and that's why real estate agents are important in the first place because a lot of people probably think, oh, I could just shop for it myself. <laughs> yeah. Why do I need a real estate agent? So right. why, why do they need you, money? you know? Well, I'm going to get into that next, but just to answer the question really quick, the debt-to-loan ratio is pretty much, they take whatever your income is and they apply it to how much debt you have. So let's just say you have a rent payment, a car payment, a student loan payment, they factor in all your debt and compare it to your income to figure out what, where you stand as far as your ratio. So lenders have percentages that they have to meet in order to give you the approval. So for example, let's just say your credit score is a 620, but your debt to loan ratio is out of whack. Mm -hmm. You might not 
quite be ready for the approval. And that's where the lender comes in. It's very, very important to have good relationships with lenders because they help you get ready. Mm -hmm. You know, they can tell you what you need to do to get you to the point where you're going to get an approval. Right. One of my worries is, and I'm sure a lot of people can, um, you know, testify to this, is my school loans. My school mm -hmm. loans are like... Not as high as everybody else's, but it's in the thirty thousands, mm -hmm. and I just don't see no end to paying that off. Um, and you just said like that's a point of like it plays a a part in the debt to your debt to loan ratio, right? So, um, is there any way that like I could get my like school loans to not count towards that? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have good news because recently they have changed the guidelines on how they count your debt to loan ratio when it comes to student loans. They have actually made it easier for you to buy a home with a student loan because they don't penalize you as much for that. They only count a certain portion. And I believe now it's only a 1%. They only count 1% towards your debt to loan ratio now. So that's really good for any potential home buyer that wants to buy and they have those student loans. That is ultimately going to help you. Okay. So, yeah. So don't be afraid. Like, if you have student loans, there's people getting homes every day with student loans. Um, is it going to count? Yes. But does it make or break your situation? No. We'll just have to tweak your approval and figure out where we can get you at for your approval range. Okay. But it definitely is not... Uh, a, a just a, a deal breaker. All, yeah, it's not a deal breaker at all. We okay. can get around that. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you don't you go to college, you you know you get these student loans, but you're doing it to better yourself, so you don't want to feel like well, well, dang, like now I can't even buy a house because I went to school. Right. So yeah, they're definitely trying to work in the better interest of us when it comes to factoring our student loans okay into the equation so i got some friends that's like you know in the process of like um you know fixing their credit and stuff to buy homes and they kind of been like passing on information to me mm -hmm. and some of them were telling me about like first time home owners programs where they can give you grants and stuff like that so like is that an alternative to like saving money and putting down like a down payment or like is that in conjunction like what do you what would you say so what i'm gonna tell all of y'all you still have to save money because... <laughs> Obviously, I'm the cheap one. I'm yeah, trying to figure it yeah. out. Because so many people, like, I talk to so many people on an everyday basis, and you would be so surprised on the things that I hear. Like, oh, I was told I wouldn't have to put down any money, and there's this first-time homebuyers program. There are first-time homebuyers programs that you can do. Um, the ones that I know about in this area... You take a class, you do a Zoom class, and they credit. They um, do a credit counseling session with you. They talk about your home buying goals. After that, they give you a certificate, and then the certificate is good for one year. And Dauphin County will give you up to 3000 in closing cost assistance. It used to be a grant. It's now a loan, so you would have to pay it back whenever you would sell your house. It's interest-free, so that's still very good. But it's not a grant anymore. It is a loan. So mm. it definitely can help you with your out-of-pocket expenses to get the closing. But it's not all the way free. So I believe Cumberland County offers up to 5000 in closing cost help. Some of the lenders we work with do offer programs where they'll give a couple thousand dollars to you to help with closing cost assistance. So there are resources 
out there for you, but they're not going to cover your your all your so fees. pretty much it's like for closing costs pretty much yeah like okay. the first time home buyer programs are to number one educate you and then they also do try to help with your closing cost situation there is a program that covers your down payment a hundred percent you don't have any closing costs and it's called NACA okay a friend yeah. I, that sounds familiar a friend <laughs> was telling me about that yeah but she was also telling me that her and her significant other they were going through the program mm -hmm. apparently I, I don't know if it's only based in philly or like but the one they were going through was in philly mm -hmm. and basically they went through this program and apparently they changed ownership or something like that oh wow yeah like right in the middle of them doing it so they spent all of this time doing that program and then now they would have to go through another program somewhere else because they don't have somebody to run a program right now oh wow so, right so they have to basically restart restart the whole thing over again oh wow so i just actually did a NACA deal with a client it mm. was my first NACA deal and they do have an office in philly but i was told they have offices all over the united states so mm. that's kind of weird that they will make them restart and do everything but the program i'm definitely going to tell you it's a strenuous program you have to do a lot like they're not just giving you this opportunity for nothing. Mm -hmm. They do require a lot of you. However, my client was very happy. He got a 0.25 interest rate and he ha didn't have to bring anything to the table. The only option that you can do if you want to um, buy down your interest rate, you can put money towards the loan to buy down your interest rate. Okay. But if you didn't want to do that, you essentially come to closing with $0. So that is a program that people could look out for. If you want more information on it, feel free to message me. Um, you can send me a message, an email, call me because I did just close a deal. So I'm pretty familiar with how it would work. Okay. And you you hit on like interest rates a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, interest rates are very important to anything. <laughs> Credit cards, yes. all of that. Yes, it um, is. So what's a good interest rate and what's a bad interest rate? <laughs> Just to give us an idea, because 2.5 sounds good, but I mean, is that the best or like, is that in the middle? Where does that fall on the spectrum? Right. So that's a hard question to answer. Um, what I will say is that your credit plays a huge factor in what interest rate you get. The better credit score you have, the better interest rate you're going to get approved for okay the lower your credit score the higher your interest rate will be so what i will say is the the standard rates right now that we're seeing as of now because everything is subject to change the rates can go up tomorrow the next day so but as of today we're seeing probably around um 2.5 to like 4.5 okay they're still under five I know last year when I bought my home, uh, it was a record-breaking interest rate. Like it was, we hadn't seen these these rates in years. Mm -hmm. It got under two percent. Oh wow! So, and that's why we also seen a huge fluctuation of buyers trying to buy a home during that time because interest rates were low, and that meant your buying power went up. So ultimately, you got approved for more money because of the lower interest rate. So gotcha. people were definitely trying to take advantage. So I know people have heard of like buyer's market, seller's market, that type of terminology. Mm -hmm. So like right now, <laughs> I mean, I guess explain what that means okay. and which one are we in right now? All right. So a buyer's market is when a buyer has more leverage. 
So meaning that there are more houses on the market than buyers. So you have more options available. You're able to negotiate more with the seller because you have more options to choose from. That's the simplest way to put a buyer's market. A seller's market, which is what we were, we were in that like last year up until a couple months ago was when there were so many buyers looking and not enough inventory. There was not enough homes in the area and there was just way too many people shopping. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, the sellers had the leverage. The buyers couldn't really negotiate. It was more so like, if you want the house, this is what you're going to have to agree to, you know? So the ball was in the seller's court. So that pretty much is the simplest way to, to decipher between a buyer and seller's market. It's just a matter of how much inventory there is and how many buyers there are at that specific time. Currently right now, we're even and out. Um, towards the end of the year, you will see it slow down with buyers. So we are starting to slow down a little bit because it's holiday season. However, people are out looking every day. People are hungry, they want to deal, they want to move. Rent is so high that at this point, people are trying to explore any options they had to try to make the best financial decision for them. So you just said like, you know, this past year and we know like the big life event that hit everybody was COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very surprising to hear you say that like, you know, it was a, a buyer's market, right? That's what you said? It's about, it was no, a buyer? it was a seller's, was a seller's market. market. Yeah, when COVID hit, it went crazy. It was a seller's market. Okay. So, like, do you, like, what was the impact of COVID on, like, the market? Like, like why, I don't know, what, like, why did it... Why did it cause so much yeah. chaos? Yeah. So, um, my logic on it is, is that when you, when there's panic and chaos, that causes a lot of, lot of, um... Hysteria. hysteria. Mm -hmm. So people were, people didn't know, like when, when they did that lockdown, remember when they shut everybody down? Yeah. People didn't know what was going to happen because you're technically considered unemployed. So, and if you're considered unemployed, technically you can't get a loan. You can't, you mm. can't get a house, you know, because you're technically temporary unemployed. So a lender standpoint is that they're not going to finance you. So those couple months when we were locked down, when they let the when they let us back out, it was a frenzy because we didn't know when the next lockdown was going to be. We didn't know when we were going to be back, you know, technically unemployed or, right. or off of work. So people were trying to get in a home. They were trying to find somewhere to live and get in a home because of so much uncertainty. So we ultimately thought the market was going to shut down and it just... It, it boomed because so many people decided, you know what, let me try to find something now because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And these interest rates are too good to pass up. Right. We haven't seen these interest rates in years. So if I can get more money or if I can buy more house at the same income because of the lower interest rates, let me take advantage of that now. Right. And that's what caused the frenzy because... Mm. COVID, along with us being scared and uncertain, it also, we had really, really good interest rates. So it was kind of like, let's just do what we got to do. 
But yeah, that's crazy um, mm-hmm. for you to say that people are technically like unemployed, you know, mm-hmm. during that time. Like I can see how uncertain that would be for somebody, yes. um, you know, during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would you say to someone that, um, so what would you say to a person who was thinking about like doing it on their own or didn't know where to start? Like what, what should they be thinking? Like what's their first step? Like what should they be doing aside from, you know, preparing on the back end, financially getting their credit score together, you know, their debt to income ratio, all of those good things. But then what's the next step after that? Like when, when should they really start reaching out to get information from a real estate agent or a lender or anything like that? I say as soon as you start thinking in your mind, like, I want to buy a home, I'm tired of my current situation, whether it be written, whether you're living with family, whenever that's constantly in your mind, reach out to a real estate professional, reach out to a real estate agent, reach out to a mortgage lender and ask questions. Tell them your situation. A lot of people get so hung up on, I don't want to tell them my business and I don't want them to... I don't want them to, you know, look at me differently. We are in this profession. We see any and everything. So we're not going to judge you. We're here to help you and guide you along the process. You may come to me and talk with me. And based on our conversation, I may tell you, hey, I think you should wait a couple months. Or I think you should do this. So we're not always going to be like, oh, yeah, come on. Let's let's get you approved. Like, we're realistic with you. And we ultimately want you to be in the best position when you start home searching. We just want you to be as competitive as possible and be as strong as possible with your offers and with your pre-approval. So definitely just ask the questions. Come to us. Book a buyer's consultation. And let's really sit down and have a game plan for you so that way we can be successful when it comes your time to do your home search cool so one of the common misconceptions i feel like when people are starting to think about buying a house and what they hear about real estate agents is about like shysty real estate agents like trying to get your money and things like that so what would you say is a red flag like immediately, if this person comes across a real estate agent that's doing X, Y, or Z, what would you say is that red flag to know, okay, do not work with this person? For me, I would say a red flag is if you're working for a real estate agent and they don't care about you showing a pre-approval, they don't care about knowing who you are and having you in an exclusive agency with them, I say that's a red flag because to me, that realtor comes off as desperate and just trying to get business any way they can see fit. When I work with my clients, it's not, obviously we're out here working every day and we're busting our butt because ultimately we want to, you know, make money and create financial freedom. But for me, all money is not good money. So I really like the people I work with, I really, you know, like to get to know them and I want to make sure that we actually mesh and we're a good fit. And I'm not just rushing to get anybody's business. Have you ever come across a client that you had to be like, look, this is not a good fit. I need to walk away from this. (laughs) Absolutely. You will have clients that they're just, you're not their cup of tea and you know, and it is what it is. And I don't take it personal because in life there's going to be people that we don't get along with or that we don't mesh as well with. And at that time, as a professional, I let you know, like, Hey, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Or I think someone else will be a better fit for you and can better assist you. And it's no hard feelings because ultimately when I'm working with my clients, I don't want to always feel like we're battling or it's tension. 
obviously during this transaction, there's going to be rough times, hard times, good times. It's a stressful time when you're buying a home. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to add off, add on like bad energy. Right. I like good energy and I want whoever I'm working with to feel good energy with me and vice versa. So definitely make sure. So the vibes got to be on y'all. Yeah. Don't hit money up with no foolishness. <laughs> yes. I said that she didn't. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all now, like, a real transparent moment, like, real estate is a very, 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 very great field to be in, but it's definitely tough. You mm -hmm. have to have the emotional strength. You have to have the mental strength. It's a cutthroat business. Yeah. And we're dealing with a lot of money and a lot of tension and a lot of emotions and a lot of personalities. And... It can get real sometimes. Right. So, definitely. But what would you say to a person that is thinking about getting into real estate? Like, <laughs> okay. like, how, like, how, how, like, what would you say? I don't know. What would you say to them? This is what I would say to you. If you want to get into real estate, don't get in it only for the money. Mm -hmm. Because nine times out of ten, the money's not going to come right away. Mm -hmm. You really, really have to work. And I think people get this misconception that real estate agents are rich and we don't work hard. And somebody actually, you know, hit me up and said to me, I want to get in real estate. I'm tired of working. Oh, <laughs> I'm tired of working a job. <laughs> I'm tired of working a job. Wow. And I said, well, then real estate's not for you. Right. Because that's like a self, like you got to be a self-starter <laughs> to be in that business. Right. And like, well, I just want to take a side note for a second. So the way that me and Marty know each other is because me and Marty used to sell life insurance together. The reason why I brought up that point was because in selling life insurance, it was like a similar self-starter type of business. Mm -hmm. You got to like spend so many hours to make the phone calls, set the appointments, and then you'll see the return. Yes. So like, I'm pretty sure like real estate is like kind of similar to that. Like it's where similar. you may make out on this one deal, but you don't know when your next deal was coming. Absolutely. Is it similar to that? Yes, it's a numbers game. And if anybody did not know, real estate is 100% commission. We pay for our own health insurance. You pay for your own everything. Wow. Now, yes, you don't have any type of benefits. Everything you pay for yourself. So you're technically a private contractor? You're self-employed. You're 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 a you're an entrepreneur. You're self-employed. However you want to call it. So what is that? Ten ninety nine still? You're a ten ninety nine. Okay. Yes, yes, okay. ma'am. Ten ninety nine. So yeah. <laughs> Not ma'am. You know I say this all the time. Yes, no, ma'am. Like when I'm making a point, like yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, ten ninety nine. Private contractor. For those who don't know, ten ninety nine. Basically, it comes with a lot of tax benefits as far as what you can write off and what you can't. So. I'm not even going to go into that because I don't know too much about it. But, yeah. you know, the point is, if you think about getting into real estate, you got to plan for the downtimes. You might be up when it's up, but then when it's, when it's low. Stuck, then it, when it's stuck, it's stuck. Right. And I'm telling you, it's never a dull moment in real estate. It's mm -hmm. never. So anytime you think you have something in the bag, always have something else planned. Always have a plan B, C, D, E. Like, you have to. Because... Things happen outside of your control that you have no part in. Mm -hmm. So you and you just never know. So definitely have a passion for it and don't just get into it because you don't want to work and you want to make a lot of money because mm -hmm. that's definitely a misconception that people had. And if you could come behind the scenes 
and walk a day with me. I would love for any potential real estate agents, anybody wanting want, wanting to get into real estate, y'all can come do a day with me. Look, she said, wear your comfortable shoes. Listen, wear your comfortable <laughs> shoes. Pick, put your big girl or your big boy panties or drawers on and let's really, really get into it because it's so much more. Y'all see us posting sold and under contract and our clients, but y'all don't see the sweat, the tears, the crying, you know, y'all don't see that. So definitely put some respect on your real estate professionals, put some respect on business owners in general, anybody out there that has to make their own money and it's not coming to them regardless, you know, right. put some respect on it because we are out here grinding and it gets real, real it gets real, real tough sometimes. So, mm -hmm. well, I do want to say because it's a podcast, so they don't really get to see who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, money is a black-owned business, so I want y'all to know that if y'all support money, y'all will be supporting a black-owned business. Um, I would, I do want to say that you know, over the time, because I know you were saying, you know, is you starting to see more of us in mm -hmm. the industry? Yeah. Um, why do you think that is, and how important is that to the industry? Oh. I, I, it's really, really important because representation means everything because I have people that tell me and I don't even realize it. They're like, we see you, we watch you. And, you know, you were part of the reason why I got my license and you're so busy in your own life. You're so busy doing what you have to do on an everyday basis that you don't even realize that you have people watching you. You have people looking up to you. You have people that you're giving them the confidence or and the And other push. options. Because, I mean, as black people, a lot of the times, you know, if you can sing, oh, you got to be a singer. If yes. you can rap, you got to be a rapper. If you can play basketball, you got to play basketball. Right. But just giving other options to the youth. Yes. Any youth. And that's definitely something that I want to touch on more in the future is the youth. Because the youth, they really are our future. And we need to see more of us in this profession because for so long the media and tv only showed white men or white women or you know men in general doing these roles and it's not the narrative anymore and it needs to change and i i understand like getting into it it can be intimidating mm -hmm. but just go for it like if you seriously have a passion for it, or you seriously see yourself wanting to try this field just go for it. And if you have those struggles, reach out. Like I've been doing this for five years. Reach out. There's other people out here that are like us, our age or, you know, black, millennial, whatever the case may be. We're doing it. So reach out because I'll always be an open book for somebody that comes to me and they're genuine and they really want to do it. Like if you ask anybody that's come to me about real estate, I don't hold anything back. Mm. I'm not going to do it for you, but I'm not going to hold back any information that I had that can help you. I'm giving it to you. Right. But I can't do it for you. Um, so that's the only thing. Like, if y'all would like to come to me with any questions, any type of advice, anything, I'm all for it. But remember, like, I can't, I can, I can lead you to the water, but I can't force you to drink. Absolutely, absolutely. And Moni was going to tell y'all that she's a real estate agent, but her part-time life, she's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I definitely am. She's I'm a rapper. And if you haven't got a chance to check out the video that Sauceworthy Productions did for the Campbell Home Group, check it out on my YouTube 
find it under my name, Tara Arrington, T-E-A-R-R-A, Arrington, A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. It was a parody to Cardi B's Up. Yes. Um, so if you want to work with somebody who's real, like she, obviously she knows her stuff, but she also knows how to have fun and not make it seem so uptight. Check that out. And if you like what you see and you like what you heard on this podcast, hit her up and tell the people again where they can find you and how they can get in contact with you and how can they set up that, what was it, first time home owner's a, consultation? A, just a buyer's consultation. There we go. Buyer's consultation. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram name is Amani underscore is my realtor. You can find me on Facebook. My personal page is Amani Campbell. You can find me on the Campbell Home Group at the Campbell Home Group. That's our Facebook business page. Send me a message and I will get you all my contact information that you need. And if you would like to schedule a consultation, you can also reach out to me on all those platforms to do that as well. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. Oh, and one more thing before we close it out and we let money go. Um... So I know we said that she's from Harrisburg. We spoke a lot about Pennsylvania, but she's not only licensed in Pennsylvania. So she's licensed. Where are you licensed now? I actually, not too long ago, I am now licensed in Maryland. So if you have... Because I got a lot of family in Maryland. <laughs> so people that's looking, hit, hit her up. She can do it for you. Yes, hit me up. I actually am going to be having my first listing in Maryland very, very soon. So if you guys are looking to buy or sell in the Maryland area, I am looking to get my feet wet and get the ball rolling. And if she's not licensed where you are, she can get licensed, okay? So don't be hesitating to hit her up if you need anything. And I thank you for joining me today in the Sauceworthy Podcast Studio. Um, and that's that's a wrap for the night, y'all. So I hope y'all enjoyed. Um, and I'll definitely tag her in the Sauceworthy Discussion Podcast um, on Facebook and and, you know, so y'all get her information and stay tuned next week for more sauce.